0: how's it going? We're back with another episode each time in this series with another mistake we see in training that's often mirrored in life too. So no big introduction this time, let's get right into it. There's quite a lot to cover in this one and that's training and racing without passion for what you're doing. Now even as coaches it's something we do see from time to time, not all that often in training but in racing and the events that people choose to do. So firstly, I think it's worth a quick chat about how we use the words passion, drive, and motivation interchangeably. I think you could probably split hairs on the terms and it's not really the purpose of this conversation, but I've deliberately focused on the word passion. Clearly, there's a direct link between motivation and passion. We can be very motivated when we're passionate about something, and this passion can give us the energy and motivation we need in order to train well for a particular event and to do the hard training when it's early morning and winter and your race maybe isn't until summertime the following year. On the other hand, it can be really difficult to muster enough energy and motivation to work for our objectives when we are lacking in enthusiasm or passion. So let's talk about the role that passion plays in motivation and how it can keep us on the path to our goals and hopefully enjoying the process along the way. I think my thoughts have probably changed slightly on this. I have vague recollections on some podcast conversations I had with James way back in lockdown uh, a number of years ago. Um, When I'm saying passion, I guess I'm probably saying when you have a strong desire or get super excited about something in particular. So for us it might be 24 hour races and the thought of being in that arena you against the track and the clock might be something that gets your heart racing and your mind moving. For others, it might be the thought of that famous start or finish line at UTMB or Western States 100. For some, it might be finishing a marathon or running 50 ultras over a 10 year period. It's completely individual. And I think it's a fascinating and wonderful part of human existence that most of us are passionate about something. And those individual passions evolve and change throughout our lives. And I think this points to the main problem I see from athletes. It's when they might have enough motivation to train for something like a race or commit to a whole race calendar for the year ahead, but they're actually not all that passionate about it. And that can be for a whole host of different reasons. Maybe they're having to race close to home or they feel pressure to do the types of races that they're good at or they've maybe had a bad result or a DNF and they've just booked the next available race to try to counteract the earlier disappointment. And that's not to say that every race or event you do should you should be sh- super passionate about because maybe some events are preparatory exercises but there has to be a strong sense of excitement and energy and that excitement and energy often gets overlooked. But you've seen it, I'm sure, in other people. It totally stands out to me when I meet people with a real passion for something. It's fascinating and energising. I recently ran with a guy here in New Zealand who's an arborist and a runner, and he's passionate about both. So his energy, when you're talking to him about some of his work projects, some of the trees and locations he's worked and the skills and training and dedication needed to perform at a high level is infectious. And just being around people like that can help to remind you of your own passion projects. When we're enthusiastic about something, it takes on a central role in our life and it motivates us to put up the time and effort necessary to make it a success. It inspires us to work hard and stay committed to pursuing it. And even when we experience setbacks, passion can motivate us to take action and to keep on going no matter the circumstances. So, without making this too long by going into my thoughts on how you might identify your own passions, can I just leave you with this? It's good to be weird. I know at school we did everything we could not to be different, not to stand out, but being different and being passionate and proud about the stuff that really matters to you is so needed in this world. It's passionate people that have inspired us all these years. So, don't do the races that you don't give you some kind of feeling in your heart, unless they're just stepping stones to get you to the race that does. Don't commit yourself to a year of ultra run training if you don't love dragging yourself out there in the dark, getting cold on a Saturday, changing out of wet clothes in the boot of your car, peeing in the woods and forcing yet more sweet unpleasant lab developed sports fuel into your body. Don't be scared to ask yourself questions about what gets you genuinely excited. Do the introspection and don't be scared to follow a path that's uncomfortable. You'll put yourself in a much better place in the end and there's every chance you'll inspire other people along the way too. Here's James with his thoughts on life.
1: Why thank you Paul for that lovely summary on your views on passion and i love the the way paul ended there by talking about if you're not enjoying it effectively and you're not loving it then maybe question why you're doing it and his point about it's okay to be weird i think um we should all embrace that being a little weird is a new norm perhaps so we in this podcast series we've obviously fluctuated between the reality of life and a subject and then the reality of how that might have come across in training. Um, I've worked in big organisations and leadership roles now for a number of years, and I'm gonna tell you a wee bit about how passion doesn't show up and what happens when um you can see it a mile off from a from a work point of view. And the question you got to ask yourself is where do you sit on this continuum? When someone's passionate about something, they're proactive, they're on the front foot, they're asking for things, they're curious, they're you know, they've got this growth mindset and they're always, always, always trying to do better. Like when they really enjoy it. If you're passionate about customer service, you actually enjoy hard customer conversations and turning them into wins supporting and helping the customer and doing the right thing for the organisation you might work for and a customer can be anything from a patient in a hospital right through to someone in a supermarket it's how you see that person you're giving a service to Um, and I'm going to talk to you about three things that I see as a result of passion not showing up and then I'm going to give you a wee bit of summary from a book called The Passion Paradox which I'll explain a bit in a minute so for me In a professional work sense, what I see a lot of when passion doesn't show up, people that you meet are trying to get away from somewhere rather than to somewhere. So it's this kind of classic thing. If you've not got a passion for something, but where you are, you're not happy with, Often your perpetual movement, you're just trying to get somewhere, do something, and it's a wee bit aimless and it's hopeless. It's, it's a bit like the kind of hopeful kick, you know, the hit and hope, where you're just hoping that where you land is where you want to be because you haven't actually been able to define that. And I see that often as a hiring manager when you're interviewing someone and you can smell it a mile off when you're talking to someone who doesn't really want what you're offering, but they want away from where they are. Um, And it shows up so, so easily. You only need to ask a couple of questions and it becomes really easy to find that. So be careful about that. But what then happens if you get someone or you're doing something that you're just not passionate about and you don't have that drive and enthusiasm for, then what eventually happens is, is naturally, you see eroded performance. Paul talked about it from a running and an athletic life point of view. Of course, if you're not passionate, you're not going to turn up for the training and then you're not going to put in your best in the day. And when the going gets tough, the tough less get dnfing and um, so take for example in real life and i've seen this and um, i worked in a learning and development role and i had someone who just didn't enjoy teaching and um, which was a bit awkward and um, which meant that they became quite formulaic it was about knowledge transfer there was no engagement and there was no creating an emotional connection and passion creates emotional connection in my view and then what you then have is, is that performance reduces. You just get decreased job satisfaction. And conversely, someone might be putting in less effort, but they might be, and this is this someone, maybe you, or maybe someone you know, they might be careering towards increased burnout, which is ironic. Passion gives you the energy, the enthusiasm, and the adrenaline to do more. Lack of passion means that when you're asked to stretch, actually, it just feels too much of a slog. Um... So you end up finding your work tedious, and I've seen this with someone who was working on an IT project for me. They were doing some some really important coding. And effectively, their attention to detail just dropped. They, they, they didn't have a care for the output of the work they were doing. And they were very good at pointing out why it was someone else's fault. And then, of course, what happens then is is you end up with how open this section where people are just transient and they are moving around because they're not where they want to be. And if you find yourself in a place where you're not where you want to be and you don't know where you want to go, try and work out where that passion might be. And hopefully the second half of my part of the podcast this week will help with that a really good book to look at on this and paul and i do a lot of reading and we do a lot of sharing on this um and i want to go deep on this one with you and um, as we've done in the past with why hasn't anyone told me this before by dr julia smith when we talked um, a lot about some of the, the 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 mindset stuff there the book i'm going to talk to you about is the passion paradox which you may have heard of it was written by brad stolberg and steve magnus And it focuses really deeply on the complexities of passion, because I've just talked about passion and I've extolled its virtues, why you should have it. But in reality, like any strength, it can become a weakness if it is not channeled in the right way. Um, And what Magnus and Stolberg argue is, is passion is a gift and a curse um and if you understand your passion how it manifests and its positive um, elements and its negative elements you can turn it into more of a gift than a curse the first point to make or one of, so i'm going to talk you through probably about six or seven points um that i took from the book um and i'll share with you passion is developed you don't find people talk about finding your passion go find your passion and um, but in fact it's Developed and cultivated over time, it might start with an interest. We go, I'm interested in learning how to play the guitar. I may want to run an ultra. For me, my passion on ultra running came from one day being down the canal near Croy and seeing the Glasgow Edinburgh race go by and saying, people run fifty mile races in Scotland. I'd never heard of it, and I managed to bring that into harmony with my life, and that's where it became cultivated and developed. So you don't just find a passion just go, I'm an ultra runner one day and off you pop, or I'm passionate about art and then next day you're a painter. develops and it cultivates and you must give it space to do that and um, and then they argue there are two types of passion there's harmonious passion and that's when you 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 choose the passion without without having to compromise or build contingencies it becomes in harmony with your life so your passion may be Football, and you find yourself coaching football teams and supporting teams, and it helps you with the other elements of your life. And then there's obsessive passion, which I think you might see a lot in ultra running, and certainly we see a lot in life where you feel a compulsion towards the activity and sometimes that's due to pressures that are, you're not entirely in control of whether from external agencies or internal drive and what that usually results in is burnout so almost like i need to be passionate about this because i've been doing it for ages and that's how people view me and, and and in life i see that often where people think you should do a certain job or you you want to do a certain thing I, I, on many occasions people have talked to me about going for promotions which i have no interest on and that could be an obsessive passion because other people are voicing that on me or an ultra running you should do this race or you should run this time um so that's a one-way ticket toward burnout and anxiety and um, the other thing they talk about is is passion can lead towards unethical behavior and um, they call it the dark side of passion um so we've seen it in sport recently and um, whether it's drug, drug use people cutting courses or cheating you see in sport or in life it can lead to people maybe lying you know from simple things like maybe embellishing your CV through to telling stories about others in order for you to get ahead of them in a professional sense um another thing that's really important here is is there's the phrase they use is mastery over passion um and, and what they talk about here is, is passion should be mastered and it can be controlled and it should be and you should be self-aware enough to understand and reflect on whether your passion aligns with your values and your long-term goals and it's that thing where about uh, you know I might be passionate about say open water swimming but I'm scared of it so therefore I'm never going to master it unless I overcome my fear um the other thing to talk about, passion on a dangerous side of passion might mean that you don't take proper rest and recovery. And that's true in a work and life environment as in a uh, um, professional sports environment in essence you can't train hard every day because then there is no hard there's only a, a new average um, and you're not giving yourself space to recover and grow and it's the same from a work point of view you see people who go eh, hey like i see this a lot especially working with people in north america who might take great pride in the fact that they've not had a two-week holiday for five years and i'm like mm, you're probably not as effective as you should be even though you're passionate about what you do rest you should be something you should be passionate about. And then I suppose the last one I want to talk about here is is that passion is only as good as the perseverance you put behind it. Um, and this is something Magnus and Stolberg argue a lot. Passion on its own won't guarantee you long term success, it might guarantee you initial energy and ambition but the perseverance is what gets you through the peaks and the troughs and helps you stay on track and helps you stay reflective and balanced through the things that make it hard and if you think about that from a life point of view and um, from say from a professional work point of view you may have a bad meeting but if you bounce back from that and use the learning to make your next presentation or your next pitch better that's how your passion and perseverance come together to create great outcomes and ultra running and you know, you might DNF one day and then you might win the next race you run. So, I think I would summarise that by saying there's a number of things you can think about there but just to summarise, passion is developed. There are two types which are harmonious and obsessive. Passion can have a dark side and cause you to be unethical. In order for passion to win through it has to be married with perseverance. And you have to master your passion and make sure that you balance your effort with your recovery in both athletic and in your um, life endeavours so try to understand your passion cultivate it manage it and use it as a weapon for growth and good and if you do that then i would suggest it'll be positive for you and it'll lead towards a, se- a sense of real fulfillment and build on a sense of well-being thank you so much for listening to the pilot Ultra podcast we look forward to coming back to you next week with a new one
0: you would like to take your passion for running one stage further and you're interested in working with one of the Pylon coaches please do check out the website we have a number of coaching options as well as training plans which are race specific or distance specific to help you get the most out of your training please check out the website at pylonultra.com and we'll speak to you soon cheers